Hey everyone, it's Brittany and we're on episode 105. Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. All right, friends, today going to be talking about the myth of the launch prep period, or you can call it the pre-launch runway. I know there's a lot of people out there that call it different things, but basically what they are are people teaching courses on how to build courses and talking about this period as if it's part of a launch. And that right there is the myth. Why? Well, we're going to dive into that in just a minute. But first, I need to backtrack just a little bit because once upon a time, I signed up for a course on how to build courses. So no surprise, a lot of us in the digital or online space have done so. I'd love to know from you, have you done this? What was your experience? I know that we all hear the big success stories, but I've also seen evidence of a lot of not so successful stories and people who feel deep feelings of failure over it. I want to tell you a little bit about my history in the subject so you understand where I'm coming from. So way back in the day when I did this, my coach at the time was a big fan of the product launch formula. I believe Jeff Walker is the one who created that, and it's a long-standing course on how to do launches for both courses and group programs. I was a newbie. I was not only new to running a business out of well, shall we say the wedding industry, but I was new to the online business space. So I felt a little bit like Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz, only instead of lions and tigers and bears, it was webinars and mailing lists and Facebook ads. Oh my. But, you know, I did my right little thing and I followed my little lessons to a T and I failed. Now, first I tried a membership and then I tried a course and then I decided to have a baby and I put all of that stuff on the back burner. Now, fast forward a few years, and I expected to come into a bit of a different industry. And other than the Instagram algorithm, nothing's really changed. Only now, I have changed. I've had the benefit of working on the nurture sequences and the brand strategy of some very high-level coaches and practitioners, as well as nailing down my own. And because of that, I have some new insights. That is one of the reasons I work so well with course creators and coaches doing group programs. So because of these things, because of other people's campaigns I've worked on and some of my own, I can tell you that there are two big things you need to know if you're planning a course or a group program launch, especially if this is a new area for you as a business. Big thing number one, the pre-launch period is not something that you can wing. You need to build up brand awareness and to do that, you need visibility. The first thing about this is awareness takes time. T-I-M-E, it's probably not your friend if you've been spending months, maybe even longer, building a course and you're like, hey, I just want to get it out and oh, now. Now, a little bit of history on this subject. Brand awareness. Herbert Krugman wrote about it back in 1965 and he, at that time, said it takes three times of people being introduced to you for them to make a decision. He said that it covered three phases, curiosity, recognition, and decision. I don't know about you, but to me, that sounds a lot like no like, and trust. Now, in 1965, it only took one connection with you to achieve each of those levels. And of course, now it's many, many more. 
thing is, repeating a message leads to familiarity, which leads to a preference or recognition, which leads to that decision. Now, since then, between 1965 and 2001, a lot of everyone really started hearing about the rule of seven, which is basically that your audience needs to hear your message seven times before they're willing to make a decision or take an action. Now, in 2001, a gentleman by the name of Robert Zajonk, Zajonk? Let's hope I didn't butcher his name there. Anyway, he introduced something called the mere exposure effect. It says that you need between 10 and 20 exposures to be most effective at delivering your message. And after 20, it can actually decrease effectiveness and move into the annoying category. So what you need to take away from that is that it's quite possible 10 is the minimum and it's not nagging. You might feel like as you are sharing your message, as you are doing things to build up your brand awareness, that you're being very repetitive and you're probably bored with yourself, but your audience is not. It's not nagging. Repetition is effective communication. With that history being stated, now we're going to move on to visibility because once people are aware of you, they start noticing you everywhere. It's like when you decide to buy a new car and you think it's a pretty unique choice and then all of a sudden everywhere on the road, there's a black Jetta, right? That happened to me once upon a time. That's why that black Jetta thing always comes up to mind when I hear about this particular thing. What you need to know here is that branding isn't being visible. It's being visible to the right people. I've said that many times on this show, so if that sounds repetitive to you, it means you are a very loyal listener. Now, I mentioned the idea of this episode, of this whole pre-launch runway being kind of a load of BS thing to one of my clients last week, and her comment gave me some insight. She said it isn't the pre-launch period that's BS, it's that it's taught as an afterthought. So because of that, it's treated as an afterthought. And then because we are actually working on building up her brand awareness right now, she said the pre-launch period is really just brand awareness. Your problem with it is that people are treating it as part of the launch. And you know what? She's right. That is why this episode has happened because the pre-launch period requires strategy. It's not an afterthought to you launching a program or a course. It requires strategy and time to implement that strategy. One of the things I do in my intentional business course and my one-on-one intentional business VIP is teach my clients how to look at their business from both a macro and micro view so they can get the strategy working for them. Now, if you want to think about the macro and micro view as the on the ground versus being in the airplane view, it might give you a better visual. So imagine you're 30,000 feet in the air flying over the Great Lakes. I've done this particular flight many times from Grand Rapids to Chicago, and then you Once you get to Chicago, you connect through to wherever you're going. So as you're flying over the Great Lakes, you see the Chicago skyline approach. You see the Great Lake right on the shore. You see a tiny little white blip that's actually waves. All of that looks very, very small. And the same thing happens really honestly for any airport you've ever flown into. When I started flying into New York City for business a lot, I noticed the same thing. If you flew into LaGuardia, you'd cross over Manhattan and all those insanely huge buildings would look like little monopoly blocks. But then suddenly you're in the city and you're crossing an intersection with six lanes of traffic and the buildings aren't little monopoly blocks. They're huge and they require maps all of their own just to navigate. The thing is, when you are in this launch prep period, odds are you're both the 30,000 foot person and the on the ground person until you build out a team. So unless you've hired someone like me, to help you with that 30,000 foot view and strategically lay out a brand visibility plan for yourself, 
or unless you've hired other people to implement some of those on the ground things like all the tech for your webinars, connecting the course and your learning management system, handling email coordination and automations and all of the onboarding for your students. Unless you have people in place to do those things, you by default are the 30,000 foot person and the on the ground person. But if you're spending all of your time doing those on the ground implementation tasks, you are going to struggle with the strategy. Brand awareness requires strategy to define what you're going to be known for, but it also requires that implementation. And it's really hard to do those two things at the same time. Now, let's go back to that statement I made earlier. Branding isn't being visible. It's being visible to the right person. That depends on how well you've defined that right person. I call it your best client. Other people might call it your ideal client avatar. I don't love that term. If you want to know why, head back into episode 77 for a complete episode on that subject. But you need to define that best client. You need to define them so you can speak to the right person so that you can become visible to the right person. And that's where you need the strategy at the 30,000 foot level or the macro level. All right, that's big thing number one. Big thing number two is that throwing money at this problem won't fix it, even if you are very well-funded and have a lot of money. All right, let's dive into this one because I know some popular course creators teach a Facebook ads strategy. My problem with that is this. They're not teaching a strategy. They're teaching a client acquisition method or tactic that's actually missing the strategy piece. Without the strategy, it is just a tactic. Without the strategy, you risk throwing money at the problem and only making the problem bigger. So let me give you an example of this. If you have a very small entry-level course, I have a few of these that you may have heard about before. And if it costs you $25 to acquire a client for a $27 product, you're not quite profitable. I mean, you're, you're barely profitable, but you're not making lots of money here. But what if it costs you $40 to acquire that client? I've been there. It's not a fun place to be. Now, that's fine if it means like if you're only spending $100, you gain two and a half clients and you have the possibility of selling them future products to cover that difference between the 25 and 40, right? But what if you're selling a much larger product? What if instead of $27, you're charging 500? Technically, you can spend anything up to 500 to gain that client and be profitable. But what if in your testing, you pass 500 and then you pass 750 and you still haven't gained that client? Throwing more money onto the situation just creates a bigger problem. Now, some courses don't even tell you how to get your clients into the course other than very generic throwaway comments like mail your list and go post about it on social. I do respect them for not teaching a strategy they haven't successfully implemented, but it leaves the course creator in a very difficult spot because ads, mailing list building, social media, those are all very different subjects that you need to learn. And honestly, they all merit programs on their own. Because of that, doing a surface level of them doesn't do you justice when you're talking about a launch strategy. We've covered these two big problems, but there is a good way to avoid these two problems. And it is by laying the groundwork for brand visibility now before you set the date for your launch. Here's how you're going to build a warm audience that's ready to buy. There are three steps. One is that you're going to get crystal clear on your foundation. Two, you're going to know what to say. And then three, you're going to show up and start that repetition we talked about at the beginning of the episode. This is what building great brand awareness does. This is what visibility gets you, a warm audience of loyal buyers. 
All right, step one is getting crystal clear on your brand foundation. This covers questions one through three of the brandscaping method. So if you want to do this in a self-paced way, I've got intentional business brand foundations. It's available right now. And as a future value add for that self-paced course, I'll have access soon within the month or so to my open book office hours call, which is a once a month call where you can get my brand strategist eyes on your actual question, your unique problem for your unique business. However, if a self-paced course is not your jam, there's the intentional business VIP, which is one-on-one with me. You get my 30,000 foot view into your business. You get me guiding what defines your brand and separates you from everyone else in your field so you can build a business with clients that love you and what you do. Getting crystal clear on your brand foundation doesn't have to have outside help. I want to make that very clear. If you go back to other episodes, I've covered the brandscaping process in those episodes. I've covered all six questions and questions one through three are your brand foundation. It's 100% necessary that you are really clear on what that is at an intimate level, because if you move on and start implementing some of the other strategies without having defined your brand foundation so concretely, then you're going to be throwing darts at the wall and expecting them to stick and not sure what to do when they don't stick. One of the worst problems to be is out sitting like in the middle or just after a failed launch and not knowing why. I'm trying to help you avoid that situation. All right, so step number one was getting crystal clear on your brand foundation. Step number two is defining what you're known for. I call them content buckets. Some people will call them your platform. Others will call them pillars. Basically, they are the three or four things that you're known for. Ideally, if I asked you about any of those three things or four things, you could talk for a half hour on the subject without blinking an eye because you know them, you live by them, they are the hill that you are willing to die on, you will stake a claim, you believe in those things. Once you've defined what those things are, brainstorm all of the topics that you could expand upon under each of those content buckets. Now you're constantly taking topics in and out, much like using a bucket at the beach to transport sand. They're fluid, they're dynamic, but the overarching topic does not change. It stays the same. If you need help defining your content buckets, we do cover this in both levels of intentional business as well as my entry-level program, The Show Up System. And then three, you need to create a plan to consistently put out that content to show up. How you're going to do this is you choose a platform. Now, I don't mean this in the same way that I mentioned platform a few seconds ago, where you're talking about what you're going to be known for. I'm talking about a platform as the venue in which you are sharing this information and this content. Popular options for this might be a blog that you regularly update, a podcast like this, a YouTube channel, or like a regular series of Facebook Lives, anything like that that you are doing regularly. You're going to create a plan to take that platform content and then divvy it out. I teach how to do this in the show up system as well. This is how you use that one platform and still show up in other places without adding a ton of workload onto your plate. And then you're going to get really good at your platform. You only need one, especially in the beginning, but you do need to commit to a time frame and do it. So instead of saying, okay, I'm going to put out a blog post every week, what you need to do is say, I'm going to put out a blog post every week at Tuesday at 1 p.m. or Friday at 10 a.m. I don't care about the time. And honestly, this time commitment is really only to yourself. It's just so you do it. Your audience does not need to know that if you miss your 10 a.m. deadline by a half hour, it's, you know, a whole big deal. They don't need to know about the deadline at all. It's for you that you can commit to it and then do it. 
All you need to do to become sought out is get really good at one platform and commit to using it on a consistent basis. The rest will either take care of itself or you can hire it out down the road. Once you have gotten crystal clear on your brand foundation, defined what you're known for, and created a plan to show up consistently, it's time to test and tweak. All of marketing is a test. If your message isn't resonating with your best client, you'll know it comes in the form of crickets. If your content bucket doesn't speak to your best client, adjust it. It is not unmovable. Now, it might be as simple as changing the wording. For example, I told you earlier in the episode when I told one of my clients about my idea for this episode, she said, well, the pre-launch runway is really just creating brand awareness, right? For her, it was just a wording change and she understood it so much better. It could, however, mean that you're focusing your content bucket on the wrong thing. Maybe it's something you thought would be a big pain point for your best client, but it actually isn't that big of a worry for them. So you talking about it all the time isn't calling them into your business. It's actually pushing them away. Master your message and the clients will come. It isn't build it and they will come. It's master your message, show up consistently, and then the clients will come. If you've listened to any part of this episode and thought, oh my goodness, I am way too on the ground. I need that 30,000 foot view of help. Or maybe you've thought the opposite, like, hey, I'm really good at the big picture, but implementing it is not working. I need help there. I urge you to reach out, either sign up for one of the programs I mentioned. I've got both entry-level and one-on-one options that we talked about today. Sign up for something and start making a plan because here's the deal, friends. Courses are fantastic. And if you've heard the Forbes quote that it's going to be a multi-hundred billion industry in the next couple of years and you want a piece of that, I think you're making a good decision. Building a course is a fantastic thing. Having group programs and launching them and filling them and creating a lucrative business is nothing to be ashamed of. And honestly, I love it. But I want you to do it the right way because as I said earlier, one of the worst places to be is sitting in the middle or just at the end of a failed launch and not knowing what you could have done not knowing why it failed, especially when you can lay the groundwork for a very successful launch right now simply by laying your brand foundation. Building brand awareness and building that visibility that will bring people to you so easily and pre-fill your programs even isn't hard. It just takes effort. It's not necessarily something that's going to happen with a snap of a finger. It's not going to be like that. But if you lay the groundwork, you will have many successful launches in the future, and they might not all be right away. You might be laying the groundwork and someone that comes into your world right now doesn't join until two or three launches down the road, but it's because you started early and you started well. That's what I want for you guys. I want you to start early and start well so that you have brand awareness already on the plate when you need it. Creating a warm audience, creating an audience of loyal buyers depends on you putting steps into action right now. So let's create that plan. If you need help with that plan, I am here as I've already told you. I would love to help you with this. Until next week, friends. (laughs) 